This is the Soulfully Casual Podcast hosted by Matty Ice. And now, your host, Matty Ice. Hello again, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome back to another installment of Soulfully Casual, the podcast. I am your host, Matty Ice. And I remember when Friday used to feel like a real treat. When the idea of, thank God it's Friday, actually meant something. But here we are. It's uh, the Friday after the Super Bowl. And I haven't done anything in public since around that time. I think I've said that the last public place that I've been to or like public party that I've been to was the Super Bowl. But since then, I realized that I went to an XFL football game uh, on my birthday last year. And that's in February as well. So my social life has been nothing since the pandemic started and not just because i had a child but just because that's the way life has been uh my life my wife and i have really had a shut-in sort of experience we have a very very tight bubble and we have that for a reason because we feel it's the best thing to do for our son's well-being and we are willing to sacrifice that in order to do so but i can tell you that both of us are feeling fatigue about this and i think that's pretty normal i think if you're listening to me now Uh, and you are feeling that same fatigue, you're definitely not alone. I mean, there's a lot of people who probably have been out doing their normal things and not really thinking about social distancing, wearing masks and all that stuff because either they feel like they don't care if they get it or they don't care about other people. I'm not sure what. We're just not willing to do that. But if you're listening and you are feeling fatigue, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Uh, I mentioned back uh, when the inauguration happened that there was hope on the horizon that it felt like the, the switching over from what felt like an incompetent administration to a more competent administration was a, a good path forward for the country. But I also did give some caution to it because it wasn't a guarantee. I also mentioned in my first episode of the year about, hey, you know, turning over from 2020 to 2021 has been something that everybody's wanted because they just want to forget everything that happened in 2020. But it wasn't going to feel that much different because not a whole lot was going to change. It was going to take a lot more time than people thought for it to change. And then they released the vaccine. And I felt a glimmer of hope for the first time. You know, I I was one of those at first. I was like, well, once they start giving it out and we start hearing about any possible side effects and so forth, I'll be a lot more comfortable getting in line to get it. That I knew that I wanted it, but I'm just somebody who needs information uh, just to make sure that I feel like I know what's going on or the risk are taking the risk of what I'm getting into. And I also understand that I take risks all the time in my life, whether I'm drinking or eating or so and so forth. And I know that, you know, anybody who's saying, I don't want to put that into my body, but is willing to put other chemicals in their body. You know, there's, there's some incongruent feelings there, but here we are. It's getting close to the middle of February and it feels like the vaccine has kind of stalled. And what we have come to realize is that the current administration was basically handed a quote unquote warp speed program of how to get this vaccine out on like friggin' post-it notes. I mean, it's not surprising, but it's also extremely frustrating because there are millions of Americans who are waiting for that shot in the arm for various different reasons. And I'm I'm one of them now. Like I I really want to get it because I am ready to live this hybrid life of mine where I'm still working at home full-time i'm able to be present i'm able to do the projects that i want to do and i also want to be able to see people like i haven't seen a friend of mine and i can't even remember i i really can't like outside of 
somebody coming over and standing on my deck. I mean, that's not the connection we're looking for. Like, nobody wants that. You, you want to do so much more, like physical touch. Like I, I, the only people that I've physically touched are my family, right? Like, and that's not even my whole family. I've seen my parents one time since this started. And yes, we live far away from them, but in a normal year, we would have the opportunity to see them more. We'd be able to have the flexibility to see them. And when I think about the fact that they haven't seen my son but more than once in his first year of life, and these moments are fleeting because it everything changes so fast. Like he grows up so much in a given week and I hate it. I hate that they haven't been able to see him. But now we're looking to the future and it feels as if the future is still not that bright because where is the vaccine? Why is it not able to get out to more people? And it's becoming frustrating for me. I'll admit I'm frustrated. And you hear stories of, of people who are finally getting it. And I see things on Twitter all the time about waiting for their elderly parents to finally get this vaccine and not being able to take a deep breath until that happens. But yet it seems like there's hurdles. There's hurdles everywhere and, and, and every state is different and it drives me insane. My parents aren't in line to get it. They're 73 years old because they're not 75 or over. Where in Virginia, where I live, it's 65 and over. And it's like, well, that's such a 10 year difference. Like that's crazy. I mean, 65 is not as old as it used to be. Like I remember when I was growing up, anybody who was in their 60s was like elderly. They had white hair. They were basically like done. And now being in your 60s, I mean, we have a president who's almost 80. We had a president who was in his 70s. So we are getting younger in terms of these numbers aren't dictating how old we are. Um, but, you know, my parents are getting close to that age where they are, you know, 73 years old. And I would like to think that 70 or, or more would be a, like a line. But it, it makes me wonder, why is there not a universal line? And I know that we're giving the states the power to do this, but I think every state has different agendas and every state has different resources. And it's not really a good idea, at least I don't think, because we have so many things. Like I see people jumping the line for the most various reasons. And I'm not saying that these people shouldn't jump the line or, or whatever. I mean, maybe that's jealousy talking, but it just think it makes me think to myself, how many people are gonna continue to jump the line when people are waiting for this, right? I don't need it because I'm young and I'm healthy, but I also don't want to catch COVID. So I, we are in this weird place where we have to still remain basically quarantined and we can't even know when we're going to get it. Like they have no estimate of when we're going to get it. And I understand it. Okay. I understand that giving this out is just, it's a huge undertaking and they don't have the ability to just say, you're going to get this in August. But like, I, I don't even know when I can feel comfortable. Like it's, it's really hurting. It's really hurting a lot. But I thought about this a little bit and I'm thinking about the idea of what this has been doing to people and relationships. And I look inward as I always do. And I look at the way that things have gone with my wife and I, we have been together basically this whole time since my son was born. And you could probably make the argument that couples, if they're both working from home or one works from home and the other, you know, is a stay at home parent, but they are spending more time with each other than married couples were really intended to spend time with each other. And don't get me wrong, spending time with your spouse is a good thing. I mean, that's why you married them, because you love them and you love being around them. They make you feel like a better person. At least that's the idea, right? Um, but we are still individuals. We still need that separation. We still need that level of independence because we are who we are. 
like when you meet your spouse for the first time you don't know they're your spouse you come in as whoever you are like when i met my wife i was matt i was a marathon runner uh i had lost a whole bunch of weight that's what defined me and i'd lived by myself for years like i, I was somebody who was independent i didn't need another person in order to survive and she came in the same her life arc had been different than mine, but we came in as individuals. And then when you decide to merge your lives together, you're merging aspects of your life together. But in the end, I'm still Matt and she is still who she is. And that has to keep, you know, the same. No matter how much you love somebody or no matter how much you love spending time with them, we all need that, that semblance of individuality. And that's what I got to thinking about is this idea of individuality and how it's manifested itself in so many ways over the course of the pandemic. Like, if you're listening right now, how often have you felt like you need just five minutes away from your spouse? Like, and it doesn't mean that you don't love them or that you don't want to spend time with them, but we all need that sanctuary. I think we're all looking for some way to spread our wings and to sort of, you know, build upon the person that we are. For me, that's what doing the show is. That's why I started this, because I had the time to do it, and it was a way for me to take time for myself to further this creativity that I had, to further the ability to do that. And for my wife, I know that she has struggled because there's a lot of things that she wants to be doing without me that aren't in the house. They're going out somewhere. And I, I, we feel restricted in doing so. Like how, how do we justify her going somewhere and putting herself at risk when we're not doing that? Like we're, we're sort of going against what we've always said. But I think, you know, it's really important if you're listening and you're struggling to find something to take a look at your life and figure out some little thing that you can do somewhere. Do you have some room in your house that can now be designated as sort of like the sanctuary spot? Thankfully, the room in which I do my recording is that for both of us. And now that we've put the flooring down in here and this room is a lot more complete than it was, we feel so much more comfortable taking that time. And now during the week, she can come up here and work while I have the downstairs. And guess what? It doesn't take away from our affection or take away from our desire for each other. What it does is actually make it better because now she has an escape she has a place in which she can come up here watch a show that she wants to watch you know be on a meeting call and not have to worry about me asking her a question or like burping or whatever it is and i think we all need to seek that out but i think there's a key to this that hasn't been talked about enough and this is a key for a lot of different relationships not just ours but it's communication and communication manifests itself in so many ways over the course of our life Think about some of the worst experiences that you've had or maybe the worst fights that you've ever had with somebody. When you go back and analyze it, what does it come down to? It comes down to a miscommunication of some type, some way in which either one of you has taken something or heard it a different way than it was intended, and here we are. And that's one thing we've had to work on. We've had to work on how we communicate with each other. We've also had to work on communicating about how we communicate with each other because there are just some days where I'm grumpy and there's some days that she's grumpy and we say something that is completely innocent. It doesn't mean anything. And one of the two of us takes it the wrong way. And then it becomes a whole day's worth of angst and fighting and just tension. And now we've learned to sort of come back to each other and say, hey, what did you hear from me there? Because this is what I heard from you. And it's been a real key. So I think that that's important. Finding ways to analyze the way that you're communicating with either friends, whoever you're living with, and I think it's important too to learn how to communicate with the people that you're not seeing because we right now are at a place where we are not seeing people that we are used to seeing as often as we're used to seeing them. And when you are out of practice 
in seeing somebody, a lot of the different elements of what makes your friendship grow and, and continue is, is this form of communication because you're not, you don't know what's going on in their life. You're now communicating with them in a form that is not really natural for what you're trying to accomplish. And there's a lot of miscommunication. I can tell you that I've had friends that at the beginning of the pandemic, when I had my son, I was not a great communicator. And I was either dropping off communication or, you know, not really being all the way there when I was communicating. And it was frustrating. It was frustrating to the point that it almost ruined a couple of friendships of mine. And I had to go back to the drawing board and look at myself and say, what am I doing that's causing this? How can I change this? It's not really something that we're used to doing. I think being introspective is almost a foreign concept to a lot of people because I think we like to think that we know ourselves and know everything that we're doing and we're cognizant of it at all times. I just don't think that's the case. I think most of the time we're making assumptions that we know what we're doing and that what we're saying is being interpreted the right way. And anybody who doesn't hear it the way that we think that we're said it is just, well, they're just ridiculous, right? But that's not the way that it works. And the pandemic has opened up so many of these avenues for us to be introspective because we're now forced to be so much less distracted than we ever were. And that's a good thing. I've talked about, I think early on in the show, I talked about how I was always striving to get to the next milestone. My wife and I were always rushing to get to the next place so we could relax. We were, we were rushing to relax. And then in turn, it made the relaxation feel so much less satisfying because we were already thinking about the next thing that we had to do when we were done relaxing. And we just had this cycle over and over and over again. And we never got out of it. It just kept going the same way. But now that we don't have to go into the office and we are at home almost 100% of the time outside of very few errands, going to the grocery store, going to Target for pickup, something like that, we're now forced to be with ourselves a lot more too. And that's another thing. It's one thing to you know, try to figure out the dynamic between you and somebody else, whether that's a person you're living with or a person you're not living with. But I think also a foreign concept is fostering a relationship with ourselves. That's really hard to do. So many people think that they know who they are internally, or they think that they're comfortable with who they are, but they really aren't. Have you ever been around a person that's like that? I can tell you that I have. So when my parents separated when I was in high school, somebody came to live with us after that, who my mother was seeing. And I remember talking with her after their relationship had been over and everything. And she used to say that, oh, this person, he can't be alone at home with himself. He has to go out somewhere. He has to be doing something. And she hypothesized that it was because he really didn't like who he was. He was uncomfortable being with himself. I think a lot of people struggle with that, to be perfectly honest with you. And there are a lot of people who are struggling with that and being forced to struggle with it on a daily basis because, hey, the world is crazy. Like they're stuck inside and they don't feel comfortable going out for whatever reasons that they are. And by the way, another thing I wanna make very clear, whatever choices that you've made in your life, whether it's choices that you're not scared of the virus and you want to go out and do things, whether it's choices to be like we we have been or whether it's some hybrid in between, those are your choices to make. If your choices are infringing on somebody else's right to health or somebody's freedom, that's a different story. But if you are somebody who wants to be overly cautious, then be overly cautious. It's your call. Like, don't let anybody make you feel bad because you don't want to go out to a restaurant. It just is what it is. If they were considerate people in your life, 
they would understand that and they wouldn't put you in a position in which you had to choose between your concerns and your values and them just putting that out there so if you've had to deal with that recently and you get any flack you can send them my way anyway um but living with ourselves it's really difficult because i would say that i think it's so much easier to be critical of who we are it's so much easier to put ourselves down and not feel good about ourselves self-esteem you know having good self-esteem is not an easy thing like i don't think it comes naturally for humans like i don't know many people who don't have some negative view of themselves or aren't willing to say you know what i'm really good at this we all struggle with that and now we're being forced to struggle with it even more because we're thrust into it like our faces are thrust into the fact that hey guess what you are who you are and i know the concept of looking in the mirror has come full circle for me like I look at myself in the mirror now and I see so many different things. And now I don't look at myself and think this is all the things that I want to change. I think of it a little bit more positively than that. I think these are the things I want to update. This is what I want to make better. Because I've said too that everything can be made better. No matter how um, good you think your situation is or rather how good your life is, there's always something that can be improved for the better. And it doesn't have to be like something drastic it can just be well you know what i put a different rug in the bathroom and i feel really good about it i mean we put up a new shower curtain and it like totally made my friggin week that tells you where things are right now by the way so if you're wondering where my mental space is a shower curtain threw me over the moon but start to do that start to look inward and i say that almost every episode but again i do think it's a foreign concept if you're struggling with living with yourself then get to know yourself right take the time to get to know yourself take the time to learn who you are and that's how you're going to start being comfortable with yourself like write it down even if you have to i'm not comfortable with this about myself i have these thoughts about myself i do this when i eat whatever it is you can fix it you can be more comfortable with yourself and honestly by extension you are now going to be comfortable with other people so when we do come back into this world the work that we've put in when we've been under this sort of restricted living is going to pay dividends because you're going to have worked on so many different things internally with yourself and now you're going to be able to use that as a tool in your tool belt when you come across other people because i do think that we have been um you know without contact for so long and yes we have um internet contact like you can hear people on the phone you can interact with them in those types of ways but I do think it's going to be really interesting when full on human contact is back. Like, are we going to change the way that we do things? Are we going to be more cautious when we hug people? Are we going to be less likely to go places like when flu season's happening during the winter? Are we going to misunderstand each other a lot more? Because we haven't seen like, I mean, so many of us hasn't seen body language in for friggin ever. It's so true. Like, you know, if you go to some meeting at work, or you're in some family gathering and somebody says something, the words themselves aren't really that big of a deal. But then you see the look that they give or the body language that they give and you're like, oh, seriously? Like, I, come on. I have a feeling that we have lost the ability to really discern those things because we haven't had to really see them so often. Like, I'm a little bit dreading going back to work when all this is said and done because I'm afraid that there's gonna be all these people getting butt hurt because that they're not used to my body language and some people's have changed like people have legit changed during this pandemic that's a good thing i mean hopefully for the good but if they've changed for the bad and there's like bodies buried in their backyard uh i don't want anything to do with that 
But a lot of people have changed. A lot of people have become different people because they've been forced to, because they've done what I've done and looked at themselves and become more comfortable with themselves and started to change their behaviors to be a better person. And, or maybe they've developed bad habits and we're not gonna know that until we're out there. It's gonna be interesting when we're back to full on uh, human contact because it's like, am I gonna remember how to act in public? I, I honestly don't know. Like sometimes I think, I don't know if I should go here because I'm not really sure what to do. It's going to take a while for that to go away. It's going to take us a while to be more comfortable being around humans and sort of an open humanity. That's just my, my, my take on it. So I'm hoping that the vaccine gets rolled out because I'm willing to take that chance. And I, I really want to see my parents get it. So if the president is listening or the governor of Virginia is listening, please have a plan. Please make it, you know, known. Please make it transparent to the point that we can have an idea. And I wish we could. It's going to take all of us to do it. It's going to take patience on a lot of people's parts. And I think it's going to take patience on people who have an opportunity to jump the line uh, to, to make that sacrifice for somebody else who maybe needs it. I don't know. I mean, at some point, we're all going to be selfish because we all just want to get to the finish line. And I get it. But hopefully there's a finish line to be had somewhere. And hopefully we'll all cross it safe and sound and ready to mingle again. Um, until then, I'm just waiting, hoping, and have to work through my frustrations. Anyway, uh, speaking of connection, I want to mention again, www.mattyicemedia.com is the place to go for this show, the manual political football and others. Uh, I'm hoping to add more content to it so that we can have a larger menu for you to choose from. But right now, please check it out. Please share it. Uh, it means a lot to me. And I hope that you enjoy what you hear on there and see if you check out the YouTube content as well. Um, email the show, soulfully.casual at gmail.com. And uh, Instagram, soulfullycasualpodcast, Media 21 You can find us there. I also want to give a shout out too to uh, Germany. I'm going to hit there. Uh, it's a new country for me and that's very exciting so that like belgium uh germany ireland area has really been hitting the show hard lately and i really appreciate it uh so keep it coming keep sharing and you know let's get as many countries as possible but uh, thanks for tuning in i hope you have an excellent weekend stay safe out there and i'll see you down the road